Welcome to Residential Tech Talks. I'm Jeremy Glowacki, Executive Editor of Residential Tech Today. On this week's podcast, Taylor Stansberry joins us from Mountain View, California, where he serves as Chairman and CEO of Kaleidoscape, the manufacturer of premium movie servers and movie players. A longtime Kaleidoscape customer before joining the company, Taylor was appointed CEO in late 2020 after serving in executive roles at Watermark Insights, Intuit, and Ariba. Last week, Kaleidoscape announced a new strategic partnership with Keith Yates Design, the theater design and acoustical engineering firm for many Hollywood filmmakers. Kaleidoscape is working with KYD to build a new movie lab at its corporate headquarters that, when complete, will be used by the Kaleidoscape content team to ensure that all movies released from its movie store continue to deliver a reference quality experience. Today, we'll learn more about this new facility, how the company's product line is shaping up, and also preview an upcoming article about my personal experience living with a Kaleidoscape system. Who better to discuss these topics than today's guest, Taylor Stansberry. Taylor, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us today. Jeremy, thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it. You and I first met um, back in September at Cedia Expo in Indianapolis. And that's saying a lot because so few manufacturers and attendees were able to make that event due to health concerns around COVID-19. Um, but since then, you've your company has been really busy with new hardware releases and marketing partnerships. And uh, I'd like to dive into a lot of that detail, but um, for folks who haven't met you or heard your story, um, I'd like to kind of do a little more background uh, on where you came from. And like I said, in the intro, you were a longtime customer first before joining the company. Um, I'm sure there's a lot to that story, but essentially, how does one go from Kaleidoscape customer to chairman and CEO of the company? Yeah, great question. And my, my background and my journey to Kaleidoscape is an unusual one. Um, I'm not an entertainment tech guy by background. <clears throat> my background is in applied math and computer science. I grew up as an engineer at a number of different companies and then leading engineering and product at uh, a number of companies, including some large ones. And I, but I became a Kaleidoscape customer in 2011 uh, when my dealer told me that I really needed to try it out. And I was reluctant and I bought the sort of smallest one that I could, but we quickly fell in love with the device and it spread throughout our house and spread to a couple other houses. And um, we just, just love the product. And the next stop in my journey with Kaleidoscape was I happened to be on <clears throat> the board of directors of a couple of boards that had people who were um, uh, affiliated with movie studios that we didn't happen to have in the movie store at Kaleidoscape. And I figured out who the CEO was and called him up and said, hey, um, can I help with some connections? And he said, absolutely. And we um, proceeded from there to get those, those movies into uh, our collection. And then the next time was right around when COVID started, I called him up again and said, how's, how's it going? And he said, well, I'm looking for investment. And I said, well, let me consider that. And I ended up investing in the company and joining the board. And then ultimately the then chairman asked me to become CEO. So that's, that's my journey as a software guy coming to an entertainment tech company with a customer perspective, thinking about what are the ways in which the company had treated me as a customer that I liked and that I didn't like and what yeah. kinds of um, changes would I want to make? Yeah. So I, that, that was definitely one of the thoughts I had for a question was what you kind of saw coming in as 
real strengths of the brand and the products and where you saw um, an opportunity with your background, with uh, your, your other tech roles to kind of make an impact and, and help to, to, to make some changes when you took the, the, re- the reins there? Yeah, great question. I, I have always loved the product ever since I first reluctantly bought it and then fell in love with it. <laughs> it's just been a great pro- product to use. I love movies. And so that's, that's part of it. And Kaleidoscape is really the best way to view movies in your home. And, uh, but it's not a very well-known brand historically. And that feels like to me the biggest weakness is great product. Nobody knows about it. How do you fix that? And so the very first thing that I did when I joined the company was to hire a new CMO. um, And she's hired a great team and start working on marketing. And then we've also made a number of changes and upgrades in the sales team as well. So a ton of the focus has been in marketing and sales to promote the brand um, and, uh, and create momentum there. At the same time, we hadn't released new product in some time. And so I thought it important that we should get some new products out the door. And we, in fact, got several out the door last year, um, some six new products. And uh, um, they are mainly new servers of different capacities and sizes. And one of the changes we also made was to pivot towards an all server and player architecture for better performance and scalability. Because my journey with Glidescape as a customer was uh, I joined and then as a customer and then wanted more storage. And then I wanted another player in another room in the house. And I wanted to have, it was important that the architecture was actually a scalable one that you could add to as your you know passion with the platform group. And uh, some of the products that we had since put out were ones that did not scale well. Um, and so that performance and scalability was something that I thought was really important. So we got, um, we, we discontinued all-in-one products that were less performant and a move to the server and player products that are more performant, faster downloads, faster UI, and download while you play, and uh, uh, leads to a much better customer experience. And what we found with that is that customer engagement is two and three times higher with a new product line than it had been with the old. And and why do you think the engagement is better because that I do understand what you're saying. It's really great to have the hands-on experience now with the product. And it's been many years. I was, I had an opportunity for hands-on way back in the early days, uh, back when all the hardware was white plastic and really kind of had a, had a distinct look to it. And now it's really a nice heavy duty, uh, aluminum, I, I guess, material, um, when I got those products, I'm like, okay, these two things, what do they do? And then the, the server is one piece and then the player is the other piece. And so uh, how do you kind of feel that the engagement then uh, is is improved because of that hardware architecture? It, I think it's primarily because of performance, right? The system okay. is snappier. Uh, you can download movies while you're playing movies on several different stations around the house. Um, it's it's really about it's about performance. Yeah, yeah. I think okay, it's also that. about scalability because if you decide, hey, I've run out of space, I want to be able to have more movies at my fingertips to play when I want them um, without worrying about network and download times and so forth, then it's just easier to scale up in, in server capacity uh, yeah. with the with uh, current architecture. And it's also uh, you can add more players throughout your house uh, so that you can have different TVs throughout your house able to um, pick up where you left off and 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 play something, or p- doing simultaneous playbacks 
um, at uh, uh, hitting the same server and it has all the performance you need to do that. That makes sense now. I understand what you mean there. Um, and, and just not having it like locked down to just in your theater or a certain room or whatever it is and Got it. Yeah. Um, being able to continue that experience throughout. And I, ha- I have experienced that where it just, you just tell which, which player you're on and, uh, and, and go from there in the app. So it's really easy. Um, so, uh, you, you mentioned your VP of marketing and that's, uh, Norma Garcia Murrow. Um, yes. and, and I, I mean, her, her credentials alone are worth a podcast conversation. Um, it, it, you kind of soft sold how uh, she came in there. I, I think that um, the fact that she is from the entertainment side, I think is uh, pretty pivotal there to maybe balance out um, your, your strictly tech side. Um, give, give us a little bit of a background on, on what, what she's done and accomplished and, and how she's kind of affecting uh, your engagement there with the film community. So she had various marketing roles from Paramount and Lucasfilm and, THX and Dolby. Uh, So she's got deep experience in the industry and she's brought in a number of people with whom she'd worked in the past uh, who have really strengthened our team and I think elevated our our brand uh, with dealers, with customers and with partners. And uh, I'll say that one of the things that she and her team have done is is initiated partnerships with a number of of complementary manufacturers uh, and service providers. You mentioned Keith Yates Design is the one we've most recently announced. Uh, uh, they've been a great partner. Uh, n- nearly every theater they spec um, is with a Kaleidoscape. And uh, so they understand the value of how having that really high resolution audio source um, can power the rest of the theater and make all of the amplifiers and speakers and sound treatments and design and shape of the room um, uh be what it should be because you're feeding it with uncompressed video, um, audio at the at the source, which which only we can do. And um, we've had a number of other partners that we've announced over time, including Sony uh, for projectors and displays. Uh, they've been a fantastic partner. Um, Meyer Sound, Turnoff, uh, Sonic for Furniture. So a number of complementary vendors uh, that we're working with to put together, you know, great pack go to market packages, and whom we think are the best in of each of their breeds. Yeah, so dive a little bit deeper into what those marketing partnerships accomplish then in terms of, um, I guess, the the opportunity to provide a package then with Kaleidoscape and the other partner brands. Is that how it works? Um, I, I see it from the publishing side where it's a story to tell each time one of these partnerships is announced. But as far as what maybe the consumer side of it looks like or the dealer side of it looks like, how could maybe... Uh, sort of explain that a little bit more. Well, sure. Well, one we have is Lutron. Um, One of the things that Kaleidoscape players will do is integrate with lighting and shading and screen masking and various other aspects of of the sort of theater ambiance. We did uh, work with Lutron over the course of this last summer and fall to introduce direct integration to their shading and their lighting so that when you hit play on the Kaleidoscape player, it will close the shades, bring down the lighting very gently. And then it knows about things like intermissions, uh, when the, the titles are starting to play, the, the um, credits at the end of the movie. It knows about Easter eggs in the middle of credits. And so when it gets to the right stage, like at the end of the Easter egg, then it'll start bringing the lighting back up gently to uh, bring you back into the real world after the movie. And so this is all automatic. Um, these are cues that are encoded into 
metadata into our, our movies so that it knows how to talk to those various systems. So direct integration was one thing that we did with, with Lutron. Um, another example is uh, Sony, where if you buy a qualifying Sony projector or a large screen, then you get a discount when you buy it together with a, with a Kaleidoscape. Um, and then similarly with Stuart Film Screen, um, the, the hook there is that we control the masking. So every one of our movies knows what aspect ratio it is and will automatically tell the screen masking to adjust to the right shape of screen for that movie. And for, so for Stuart's film screen, uh, screens that have the masking behavior, then we will give a discount when you buy a Kaleidoscape with one of those screens. And then others, we, uh, for example, Trinoff, we have a set of, of movies that we have curated and picked with them so that when you buy a Trinoff processor um, and a Kaleidoscape together to feed it, then you get a collection of, of movies that they've chosen to be um, really great exemplars of the sound that you can get out of Kaleidoscape and Trinoff processing together. Well, very nice. I, that perfectly makes sense now. Um, I, I Before we, we start really diving into more of the new products and even talking about the, the Keith Yates partnership as well, because I want to know about this, uh, this facility you're building there at the headquarters, uh, I want to just quickly touch on um, your, your upbringing a little bit, because I like to do that in the podcast. Um, and a lot of times I'll ask a tech professional about their interest in tech and how early it was. And sometimes I'm surprised at the, the lack of interest and how it just sort of evolved out of something else. Clearly, you were interested in tech, at least in college because of your, your major. Um, when you were a kid, what, what, was your, what were you like? Like, were you kind of into um, applied math type stuff like early on and just uh, yeah, I was always interested in science. And um, in fact, my mother taught me to program when I was eight. And uh, so that was something that was in my bones early on. What were you um, programming at the age of eight? Uh, that... Just, just um, you know, games and drawing things, very simple, simple stuff and basic. And okay. uh, by the time um, I was in high school, I thought I wanted to pursue biomedical research. And so I started off in that direction um, started college uh, with, in a bio major and then partway through took a CS classes, what I thought would be a gut, and I fell back in love with it and said, why am I killing mice in labs rather than writing software <laughs> and switched to becoming an applied math major um, that was at Harvard. And then uh, after I got uh, graduated, I, I moved um, out to the Bay Area and started working for Xerox Park, the Palo Alto Research Center, which as some, some of you will know, is um, sort of the font of a lot of computer um, capability that we take for granted today. Uh, fantastic place to work. I was in their AI lab. Um, and then from there, worked at a number of other Silicon Valley companies as an engineer. And then as, a, as I moved to the dark side as a manager um, and, <laughs> uh, um, and then as an executive uh, leading engineering and, and product, uh, product management and IT teams. So that's my background. And then at some point later on, I started working, um, you know, uh, on boards. Uh, so I, I, I have served on a number of private and um, uh, uh, <clears throat> public boards. And, um, and then you, you heard the rest of the story about how I came to Kaleidoscape as, a, as an interested customer um, wanting to help the company out in some way. Yeah, what, what an amazing opportunity there for, for your predecessor to have this guy come to him and say, hey, I can connect you with these studio relationships. I mean, wow, uh, that, that's something I know 
that was in the works a lot in the past, you know, trying to develop those relationships. And then when someone just comes to you, that was, uh, that was pretty, uh, I'm sure amazing for him at that time. So, um, I, I, I get why, why that relationship did de- develop from there. Um, I want to continue our conversation though. Uh, we first have to take a short break. Do you want superior smart home automation at a great value? Shelly Wi-Fi relays by Ultraco Robotics cover DC to line voltage, allowing you to control lights, outlets, appliances, garage doors, pumps, and much more. There are Shelly sensors and power measurement devices to help you measure temperature, humidity, lux, or motion, and electrical consumption from single wire to three phase with neutral. You can use Shelly with a licensed driver for Control 4, Elon, or other premium systems, as well as your customer's existing hub, voice assistant, or any platform that accepts REST, MQTT, or CoAP. Shelly can make IoT very easy. Available now at Blackwire, City Electric Supply, and Worthington, or at ShellyUSA.com. Welcome back. We're talking with Taylor Stansberry, CEO of Kaleidoscape. I wanted to walk through a little bit more detail about the product um, roadmap or the new products that have come out in the past year. And you were spit, talking about the different uh, capacities for the movie servers. Um, and it seems like you uh, you start with, you, you get a, maybe like a, let's see, first one to come out, I'm trying to remember exactly the order here. Was that the uh, 18 terabyte or was it the 12 i'm trying to remember the order it wasn't exactly like step by step start with the small one go to the next one that whole thing right you yeah i think the first need that we perceived was uh customers who wanted to store more movies okay and so larger capacity servers was the first uh thing we moved into so first a 48 and a 72 terabyte yeah yeah um, yeah. uh, storage uh unit so the terra server yeah, those are the big, very high the big performance ones. State. Yeah, and and then more late, more recently, you you started to, to get to the more um, like the the twelve, uh, eighteen, and six, and fill in those. And then we those took the same exactly. We took the same processing capability from the larger servers and repackaged it in a smaller single disk disk drive uh, package uh, at a at a lower price point, of course. And then use that to supersede the sort of all-in-one boxes that we'd had before, but with the much higher performance that we talked about earlier. Yeah, I, I was just um, really um, surprised with when I got to review the product, and I still have the product in my house and you know uh, on loan here. Um, the build quality uh, of the products themselves—I I just never got that sense from the photos for whatever reason. And now that I see the photos, it looks like what I have in my house. But um, how robust those <laughs> things are, the build quality. Um, and then, of course, the performance is there as well. Um, and uh, I wondered if you if you started getting um, feedback from dealers uh, or, or customers exactly. You, you said you've got the experience of more inter- engagement. I don't know how you track that, if it's something that you, you can see uh, in any of the back backup data of how things are, are being used. But uh, if you got any feedback on those products so far uh, as they've come out, um, are they filling all the holes and gaps that maybe were there for, for dealers and their clients? Seems to be. So first I'll say that in the way we uh, offer our movies, the, the audio is completely lossless 
and uh, typically about 10x the bit rate of what you would get from a streamer. So you can really feel that in the, the background noises, the clarity of those in a movie with the dialogue clarity, um, all the way down to the softest part of the movie and then up to um, real cleanliness at the sort of more bombastic um, louder parts of the movie. So really, really clean sound. Um, video also, uh, the video bit rates that we offer about 8x what you get from a streamer. And so uh, the video quality is just that much crisper. Uh, and uh, and that's important for certainly certain movies and, and certain scenes. Well, what, and then, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, and then you mentioned the packaging. Obviously, we wanted the packaging to match the quality of the processing that's going on inside the box. So, yes, they are CNC aluminum anodized, really beautiful, um, no casework. Yeah, and from uh, from an experience standpoint for me, um, the fact that the user interface that has always been great in terms of that, the uh, I guess the, the movie uh, art view um, that, that has been a hallmark of Kaleidoscape from the beginning, that's still there. And it still is just such an effective way to browse a library. Um, so that, that was one of the observations that I made right out of the gate. Um, there's, of course, a list view that you can go to if that's your preference. But um, so I enjoyed that. Uh, what, what you get as a review model is sort of a pre preset uh, number of titles there enough to to have fun with and um, for whatever reason I guess I was first drawn to the live the music uh, concert videos mm. uh, I, I guess that's just one of those easier things to kind of dive into you find a song to watch uh, and, and and do that but um, that playback experience to me is still just such a great uh, piece that is something you can't replicate with the streaming services. You know, you can't go just to a scene so so easily um, and find something to watch that you just want to show off your system or you want to just enjoy a favorite part of a movie. Um, so I'm sure that's just been a very important feature to keep as you have evolved the brand and the technology as, as you go. There. Yeah, I think that um, beauty and simplicity of the user experience was very important to Michael Malcolm, our founder, and it's something that I also agree is super important. And so uh, our desire is to keep the user experience to be one that is natural, beautiful, simple, and free from uh, accretion of, of extra bells and whistles that would make it ultimately more confusing for new users to access. Yeah, and, and for those who, a lot of the, our audience will have had an experience with Kaleidoscape, but for those who don't, that view that I was talking about, you've got the artwork all on the screen, but as you select one, uh, if you're on there long enough, uh, that will populate around it with similar titles or titles that have a connection of some sort. Um, you can turn off that feature if you don't want it, I guess. So, um, but I particularly liked it. it. It's like, if I wanted to stop on the Adele concert, then all of the other concerts that are in the library kind of surround it. Um, so I got kind of addicted to that for a minute. Uh, <laughs> oh, for sure. That's the iconic view for Kaleidoscape and that similarity, mat similarity matching algorithm to arrange movies together that are in some ways related um, turns out to be a very useful way to sort of find your next movie to watch. Yeah, and, and there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes there at Kaleidoscape. I know over the years, uh, the, the story of all the, all the work that's being done uh, to make sure those movies 
uh, are at the quality that you want. So um, you, you, you talk about this Keith, Keith Yates um, uh, partnership, and he's helping to build the movie lab there at your headquarters. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about what that space is all about? Sure. So I, I mentioned that uh, we're maniacal about the quality and the um, uh, robustness of the movies that we that we publish at and at much higher bit rates for audio and video uh, than you know uh, any of the streaming uh, uh, people, um, and that it also has these metadata cues to help control your theater lighting, shading, masking, etc. Um, that work is all done by a team that we have. Uh, here, here in Mountain View, and they, for every movie that we get from the studios and their mezzanine formats that they then uh, encode in the format that our players will consume, uh, they watch every frame of those movies to make sure that they come across clean, that there aren't subtitle issues, there aren't channel mix-ups, there, there aren't any audio glitches or any video glitches. And there are sometimes, um, and they do detect those, and then we We'll either fix those ourselves or go back to the studio and ask for a, a deeper fix. And so um, all of those movies do get reviewed. And we have some 14,000 movies in our movie store. Um, and uh, uh, we have 700 movies, for example, in 4K that you cannot get on 4K Blu-ray Blu um, discs. Um, so it's a, it's a very rich library from some 50-odd different movie studios. Now, because we review all those titles, then having a rig to review them on that will detect issues is important. Uh, we do have various different review stations and then one uh, theater that we use primarily for, you know, the blockbuster movie reviews. And uh, that's the theater that we're upgrading with the Keith Yates design, which I'm super excited about. It's just gorgeous. So you just need a, a space that can kind of be that premium space that you would have in a, in a home theater and a, really nice house, right? That's kind of what you're trying to replicate. Exactly. And it's sight and sound um, is what it's about. It's not about aesthetics of the, of the theater space itself. Yeah. So it looks like a machine. All no. of the speakers are exposed, all the wiring is exposed, all the sound treatments and the walls are completely exposed. So you can see what is the, the work that's going on in the room to make it sound and, and look just, just awesome. So it's not like a residential system where you'd have stretched fabric over all of that and it would all be tidy. It's like the, the bones of the system are, are sticking out in a really cool way. Well, uh, one, one of my other favorite parts of my experience so far with my review is the, the ability to create your own scenes. And, uh, I, I was a little, and I, I was unaware of that initially. And then I, I met up with, uh, Andre Floyd, who, uh, is your director of technical marketing at, uh, the ASEON conference. And he was asking me how the review was going. And I said, well, I love it. I want to, I enjoy the scene so much and the playback of the, of the concert footage and different songs. But, you know, this is me being a reviewer, not as a normal viewer where I'm just going to sit and watch movies all day long. Um, but I said, I, I, I wish there were more scenes. And he said, well, yeah, you can make scenes wherever you want. <laughs> so that became my new addiction. As soon as I got back was going into favorite movies. And when Harry met Sally is one of my favorite movies. And there, there's just like a, a litany of favorite scenes. And so I went in and uh, there are going to be some new ones when the next person gets the review model, because I, uh, I've added some of those in and uh, I enjoyed getting it just to the right spot in the beginning and the end and all that and showing my kids how cool it was that I just created my own scene. So 
Uh, I think it, it as a, as a, a, a fun toy to play with like that, it, it's such a unique experience there that, that you don't get that from an Apple TV or Roku, uh, as, as convenient as those can be for other things. It's just, uh, um, I can see why you could become a big fan like you did of Kaleidoscape. Absolutely. Um, so, so yeah, uh, most of the movies that we publish, uh, we do, um, mark a number of scenes that we believe are iconic or representative of the movie so you can jump to a favorite scene and watch it again but as you say um then if you've got your own favorite scene that we didn't happen to pick up you can make any number of your own um and then stitch them together into a script and do all kinds of fun things uh, and another unheralded unheralded part of the kaleidoscape experience that i didn't I honestly realize was there was the app and the the design of the app and how simple it is you know, I never thought that you could really create an app that was not a heads down type of experience that would just kind of detract from what your typical remote control might be. And uh, you, your team has done it somehow where it's just so intuitive that you don't need the tactile buttons to really make it work. Um, you're, you're right in there. I mean, every now and then your thumb might get a little lazy and miss the mark or something. But um, I think that's a huge accomplishment as well. To, to just have an app that that works with um, controlling the device. Um, as, as Andre was telling me, the original idea was to sort of work with finding the movie on the app and then basically present it to the TV or, you know, I'm not saying it right, but that, that changed where all of the content is on the screen and the app is really just a controller. Um, I think it works really well. Yeah, it, I think it does. And it also means that the rest of the people who are in the room with you can be engaged in the process of choosing. And and um, uh, so, yeah, that's been an important principle from the beginning. So thank you. Very, very good. And so to, to wrap up, I just wondered what now that you're uh, well into your role there at Kaleidoscape and you're you're still a customer. Um, how's that changed the customer experience for you? Do you are you at your home own home theater sometimes and go? yeah, you know, this, I really kind of wish we did this. And then you can go back and actually implement change. Uh, how's that working out for you? Oh, sure. There's a little bit of that. And uh, there's also a sense of where the product line ought to go over the course of time and what uh, what future innovation we want to, want to drive. And so we've got a number of really cool things in the pipeline that I'm excited to bring out to market soon. Well, great. We'll continue to watch that and uh, report on it. And I will uh, put a link to my review, which isn't done yet. This is my motivation to get it done is having to mention it in a public forum. Uh, we procrastinate on these things. Uh, so <laughs> I, I will put a, a link to the review uh, in the show notes for this podcast. And Taylor, Very best good. of luck for the remainder of the year. I look forward Thank to the, the updates for the product. Thanks. Thanks for the time today. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Taylor Stansbury is chairman and CEO of Kaleidoscape. You can learn more about the brand at uh, kaleidoscape.com. And that wraps up today's show. If you're new to Residential Tech Talks, please subscribe to the weekly podcast on your preferred platform and consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Also, check out all the latest residential tech news at the magazine's website, restechtoday.com, where you can also subscribe to the bi-monthly print or digital magazine and to our Tuesday and Friday email newsletters. Until next time, please stay safe, stay inspired, and let us know if you have a great story to tell.